Hey firecrackers, it's Naomi and oh boy, do I have a treat for you. This week's guest is the insanely talented photographer and director and cool person, Caitlin Cronenberg. Now, Caitlin is, ah, I don't even know where, I, I first met Caitlin through my buddy Amanda Bruegel, and as soon as I met her, we had jokes, which I love. I love people that start with jokes. Uh, she's super sassy and funny and cheeky, and then she invited me to her book launch, and I got to know her better there, and uh, I'm, I'm a fan, can you tell? I'm a fan. Uh, she's just a total boss, and she has shot so many iconic photos, including Drake's much-memed Views album cover. You know, you know the one I'm talking about, the one with um, Drake. <laughs> He's just casually hanging out on the CN Tower, you know, just being super Drakey. Also, you might remember one of her beautiful shots of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. What? How does that happen? She's just, she's amazing, and she captures things with a, I don't even know, with like a sense of heart and humor and um, curiosity. I'll say it again, I'm a fan. She was the variety portrait photographer at TIFF this year and she's directed music videos. She's directing more and more and more. I can't wait till she directs like features and series because I know she'll have a great eye in that as well. Uh, she's headed up campaigns for Apple. I mean, basically she just seems totally fearless and confident and we had this talk and we just dug right into everything, everything. There was no, there's no secrets. She's just one of those real true people and that's why I just love talking to her. I loved our discussion about lists because <laughs> I'm such a big list maker. Um, does everybody do that? Do you do that? I don't know. I don't see my husband doing a lot of list making, but I sure do. Lists upon lists. And then the joy of like putting two lists together. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. She also has oh, the cutest kid. Oh my gosh, just a delightful little spark of a child. And she's got another on the way. I mean, I had good parents. I love my parents. But can you imagine having Caitlin Cronenberg as your mother? Come on. We had such a good time in this conversation and I was so, I mean, she pushed through a cold. And this was like, not one of those like, oh, I have a cold. It was like coughing fits that we had to edit out and sniffling and snuffling and all that stuff. And she was like, no, we're gonna do this because I have to fly to LA tomorrow to shoot uh, Margot Robbie. So yeah, so let's do this now. Um, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Kate Cronenberg. And you know, while you're there, why don't you just give us a follow over at Firecracker D-E-P-T and let us know what you thought of this week's episode because I would love to hear. No, I do. We always reply. Uh, let me know what you think of my chat with Caitlin Cronenberg. Here she is. to do a photo project. Of course you are. Taking pictures of him with gun stuffed animals. Great. And a stool for sleep. Sweet. Hey Link, you're gonna have to get the hell out of here, man. GTFO. So you've got, today you've got gun? I, I just have to, it's, it's almost harder, I find, to do it when 
I they're just like okay, just get them done. Yeah. On like in your As own like with your own time line. instead of having a shoot yeah. where everybody's there, and it's like okay, no, we're all here. Yeah. We're all doing this, and it's like okay. So when you do it here, will you like who's your team to help you with? Like, I don't have a team with this one. Yeah. No, this is like. It's supposed to be like a day in the life right. of my kid who is opinionated. Right. Which is great. Great. I love his opinion. Yes. I think that that will serve him in his future <laughs> yes. endeavors. Yes. However, when me trying to take pictures of him or getting him to do something that we need him to do, yeah. it's very difficult. You become a master uh, a negotiator. Yes. Yeah. Although he's better. Right. He's a better negotiator. So does he like trump your offers all the time always because it's it's like you think you're bribing him right. it's something that he really wants and then he's like okay no i don't he's like whatever right i'm like but that was my ace that was- <laughs> i have nothing now so that's when it gets really tricky yeah you're like i thought that i thought this was gonna work and yeah he's like just no i don't need that but it feels like i mean it feels like your life is always in that kind of juggle of like like home and like I think you and I are very similar in the sense of like we like working yeah so we always want to have some sort of plate spinning yeah and so how do you balance all that stuff um like you're leaving for Los Angeles I'll let you know (laughs) no I mean nobody does it it's a falsity I I have no idea I, I don't think that anybody has it figured out right especially women who are trying to balance all of the things and do it 100% all of them right so to do 100% momming plus 100% working, which involves travel plus 100% just like existing as a human in the world and trying to do normal human things like wash your hair. Yeah. I don't know. I have not found a balance yet that works. And doesn't that make you crazy trying to? Yes. So can we give up a little bit? Can we just go, you know what? I'm going to do 75. I mean, I think people do. Yeah. And they're probably happier when they let that go and figure that out. I don't feel like I have that, though, in me. It's not no. there yet. Like, to allow yourself the 75? Yeah, no, I can't do it. Like, seeing Wolfie and being like, meh, yeah, at least no. he's got a clean face today. Exactly. It's not It's not really doable. It's yeah. like, okay, he needs to eat food and yeah, be he's clean a being. and have health and yeah. exist and have fun and go outside and learn things and be a well-rounded, kind human being because I'm putting him into the world. Right. So if he's not, like, a, this is the moment. Like, he's three. The, these are the years that form him into a being. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be a kind, smart, you know, empathetic mm-hmm. person, I have to teach him those things now. So you can't just, like, wait. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, best. I get it. The pressure, though. The pressure is wild. The pressure of that is uh, is extreme. Oh, yeah. And I would also challenge that uh, that he's going to become kind through osmosis. Oh, for sure. Because I have to tell you, when I was telling people I was coming to talk to you, not not one person didn't go, she's the kindest person. Oh. I know. I just want to let you know that's I paid there. everybody. I mean, that you have a very big budget <laughs> for that. I am broke now. <laughs> just everybody. It's like, tell her I'm nice. That's tell right. everybody I'm nice. It's out there. So well, Wolfie's going to be okay. That's the, the thing, the day, though, it's you know? the, the hard part is that he, I also have to be the rule maker for him. Right. Who's that? It would be between you and Jeff. Both of us. Right. I mean, both of us are, both of us are really 
up on that. Yeah. We both understand the importance of him not just getting away with murder yeah. and not just getting his way all the time and not being like a spoiled little... Because he's so cute. Right. He can get away with but anything. But also, he lives in the lap of luxury. <laughs> oh, well, Right? Like, he has everything he needs. He does, because he's three. And but it's also, like, you want him to have everything. I want him to have everything, yeah. but I also need him to understand yeah. the importance of... Of everything, of not just getting what you want, of you know using your manners, uh, you know, having chores, all of these things. Yeah, both of us are really into that. That's there's good. no good cop, bad cop. We're both bad cop, and yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Is that like he doesn't always that's the get sequel to, to a good cop, on cop. Yeah, it's, or just, bad, bad it's just bad cop, cop bad, bad cop. cop. <laughs> he doesn't always get to benefit from my like always kindness. Yeah, because I also have to set down the rules and say like if you are going to whine you're not going to get the thing that you're whining for right and I think that's the hardest thing about parenting is that you just want to be able to be nice all the time and you want to be able to have fun have fun and just be that fun parent but when they are testing you constantly you don't have a choice you have to push back and then they're like yeah they they feel it so we you know it's just that also is balance yeah every Thing is balance. So parenting is balance. Work is balance. Being human is balance. And then all of those together is like the ultimate balance. Right. But something you said... Oh, you said that women um, uh, uh, have the need to be 100% in all capacities. Do you think guys have the same thing? Or do you think they cut themselves some slack and be like, eh? I really think it depends on the person. It depends on the sure. woman, too. I wouldn't generalize and say every woman feels that way because yeah. I know people who are totally satisfied just doing what they're doing at the yeah. moment, and, and that's it. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's great. And I envy that. That's pressure, though. That's like, um, I remember you said in an interview about the fact that you'd learned not to compromise your art through your, your father. Mm. So do you think that has gone into your life of, like, don't compromise? Oh, for sure. And So how do you exist <laughs> like that? That's a lot of, like, I keep saying pressure, but it is. It's a lot like, of pressure. I mean, I think everyone who knows me well would say that I put the most pressure on myself yeah. to do everything as well as I possibly can. Yeah. And I know that I have the ability to do things well, but because of that, I will not settle for less from myself. And it's not the world putting pressure on me. It's myself. Yeah. I do think that the, I mean, I've, you know, I've read a lot of mom group Facebook posts Mm -hmm. and such that talk about, you know, women are expected to be 100% moms and 100% like work like you don't have kids and parent like you don't work. Oh, and dance like nobody's watching. Exactly. It's very confusing. Exactly. So. All of these things. <laughs> so I think that, you know, I do think that men have the same thing and they want to put pressure and they want to do well and they, you know, they want to give 100% in all yeah. aspects of life. But I do think that the societal pressure is less on them to be 100% parents at the same time. Right. A lot of them still want to do that. And I think that's great when they show up and, you know, men are obviously doing more yeah. of where there's it's more equality. 2019. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah. hard to say. Yeah. It's 2001. It's right. 1999. Right. But exactly. It is, yeah. you know, there, of course there are men who are taking paternal leave and also going back to work and being stay at home dads. And like, it's incredible that we have that balance now and mm-hmm. that we are allowing that to happen. But you know, the classic story is the man goes to work and the woman stays home mm-hmm. and that's how it used to be. Yeah. And it's hard to shake that completely, even though we are working towards that. But there is still that expectation, no matter how hard everybody works. Mm-hmm. You know, even women who are, you know, 
partners at law firms, there's a certain expectation that's yeah. slightly different. And it just, it, I don't know how it cannot be that. Yeah. So then what, what gives for you? Nothing. Nothing gives. <laughs> so where's, I haven't washed my hair in 10 days. Well, I mean, yeah, it's can, working for you. You can, you can tell. <laughs> no. I mean, it's supposed to be very good to let your natural oils, so I you're do. doing something actually very good yeah, for yourself. That's the one thing that I figured out is that I only have to do it every 10 days. Yeah. So I take that off my plate, but then I, I have you. to schedule it in. Do you really? Oh yeah. In a calendar? I'm a, of my giant calendar. Do you really put a hair wash your I hair? I do, yeah. I'm a, you'll forget. I'm a chronic list maker. You and me both, you should see. Oh yeah, it's the best. It, it is, but then I have lists of the lists. Like, me too. So how do you organize? So I do this, I get like, I puke it all out. Yeah. And then I go, my day. Yeah, 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 me too. But then, <laughs> I put too much on that day. Yeah, same. And I'm disappointed with myself. Sometimes I end up with about five or six. So I have my main list. Yeah. Which is, is it on paper or is it on oh, computer? Oh, paper. Yeah, all paper. Me too. So the main list is paper. Oh, they're all paper. The main list is like, okay, do this. And then the sub lists are pulling stuff off of that list to say, okay, well, this Priorities. week I'm going to do this and this. Yeah. But then, oh no, I have to remember this. And I scribble yes. it down. Yes. And so I end up with about eight pieces oh of paper. Oh my God, I'm going to show you my pile of paper. Uh, mine's downstairs. And then. <laughs> I love that this is the thing. But oh, yeah. it is. It's so, and then when you lose that piece of no, paper. No, no. Oh, I've, have you, oh, you no, have? No. And then it's like the day's done. I don't take it out of the house. Like, <laughs> no, I have taken my individual day lists yeah. out of the house. But then, my favorite feeling is when you compile them all into a fresh new list. Yes, yes. And then rip up the yeah, other ones yeah, yeah. and go, those are done. And you rip them up and then yeah. you throw them out. So and then, then I have that uh, whiteboard, which is... I love it. That's my the inside of my brain. So that's all... Are those projects? Yes. Yeah, I got one of those. So too. those are all the projects that are oh even... So <laughs> What's your star sign? Uh, Pisces. Okay, I'm a Scorpio. Oh. But my dad's There's a Pisces. something in yeah, there. Yeah, the, the... Whatever. It's yeah. very satisfying, but I also read that like artists need to create order from chaos. Yes, which is absolutely like there's nothing better than organizing like a oh, Tupperware yeah. drawer oh, or yeah. a spice drawer. Oh, That's yeah. a good day to me. Oh, it's a great day, especially yeah. if it was on your list. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever put stuff on your list that wasn't there just to cross it off? No. No, me neither. I can't. I think that's foolish. It's cheating. Yeah. I, unfortunately, because I know that it wasn't there before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. So then, but there has to be a breaking point, like. For me, my breaking point ends in tears usually. Like oh, yeah. when I like I lost my phone charger at the airport coming here. Yeah. Cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cried yeah. about it. For me it's like American Idol. Okay. Yes. Weeping. Yes. Like doesn't matter. Just or, uh, queer eye maybe. Oh yeah. To- oh totally queer eye. Every episode. But how's your sleep? I haven't slept in four years. Right. So is that just like do you just kinda go, ah, this is just the way I live, or do you think I gotta change some things? Well, you know, every Monday, <laughs> you start eating better. We yeah. start working out again. I say every Monday, I'm gonna take my vitamins yeah. and I'm gonna make sure that I have a smoothie with greens. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, just like wash, do skincare, and like have a facial or like do. Is I, that I in your calendar? Facial. I have facial in my calendar. Oh yeah, me too. I never do it. I have book facial in my yeah. calendar. <laughs> I just haven't done it. But that's I think at a certain point. So I was saying. I had a call with my friend who's helping manage my, like the art, the fine art side of my Great. new stuff. Right. So she said, how's it going? And I said, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to catch up. And she said, you've been saying that since I met you. Matt says the same thing to me. I have had to take the phrase, I'm catching up, yeah. out of my vocabulary because he, he was tired of hearing it's it. It's not a thing. Yeah. And she's like, you just may have to face the fact that you're never going to be caught up. And I was, okay, oh, okay. No. 
No, no, I can't. But can you rationalize that? Like, I, I can't. I, I honestly, I keep thinking if when I can get this clear, I can get to that. That's and exactly I, how I feel. But at the same time, I live like not in chaos in the house because we have a small place, so it's easier to clean yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But I do live with a realization that I can. I need to work in chaos, otherwise, I'll never work. I need to work in a clear space, but a chaotic world, if that makes sense. Oh. Like, I need... This is a bad example because I'm in the middle of yeah, creating yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, because things go crazy <clears throat> and it goes back. Yeah, yeah. like, when the house is messy, we put everything in my office because it's usually my stuff that's right. scattered around the house. Or, like, you know, I went on a trip and I unpacked, but, like, where do you put, like, you forget where your hairspray goes. And, okay, so now it's in your office. So now it's in my office. Yeah. So, but then I'm leaving again, so... You know, I have to repack, but yeah. really what, for me, it's like, if my office is clean and I can sit and look at my list, then I can be really productive. Yeah. But if I have nothing going on, I go crazy. Well, when have you ever not had anything going on? There have been like, like a week. <laughs> <laughs> like a week here, a week there. Because isn't it a moment of having nothing going on? You're like, wait a second, I could do this. And then the ball starts. Like Exactly. And do you think that you get that, that. It's a drive too, right? Or an impatience? Or what is that? I'm super impatient and I'm super driven. I think it's a combination because I don't know that you can have the same intensity of either one without the other because I'm so driven. But then, you know, if I go after a project and I have to wait to hear back from somebody, I'm so impatient that I start a new project. And that's why my board has like 85 projects on it because I can't just let one thing realize itself and then wrap. Have you ever been able to find patience in, in things and has it served you? Like there was a time that I did that too and I just go, and then I go, oh, sneak us. That was too fast, too soon. And I'm like teaching myself to like, some things need to breathe. Right. Have you learned in that world of like, I, I only learn it when I don't have a choice. Right. Like when I've done all that I can do yeah. and the only thing left is time, right. then I have to stop yeah. and focus on something else. But if I have, if there's anything more that I can do, I will. Right. So what will you do? Like some, some <clears throat> D shots or something? I've never had I've a... I've never done that. No. I said that like a Hollywood person. No, I, I like know. it. Yeah. I know friends who go to the like vitamin bar and right. I get the infusion. And the oxygen. And I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know, no. like, I don't like IVs. It freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the beekeepers spray. Okay. It's like yeah. a honey, I don't know. Is it emergency? helping? No. <laughs> Nothing's I'm doing helping. it. Nothing's yeah. helping. It's sleep. That's what you need. I need sleep. I'm not going to get it. I have... You've got you know, five hours on the plane. No, I need that time you for work. Time for, work. <laughs> <laughs> for me, the flight to LA is the best. Right. Because you don't have internet. Yeah. I know. But it oh fo- it causes, it like gives me that chance to work uninterrupted on stuff without getting distracted. Yeah. What's your distraction? What do you, how do you? Uh, like an Instagram distraction. Yeah. Uh, really anything. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, like your, it feels like your parents gave you like, because of their brains, they gave you that. Yeah. Like that was like the best case scenario of creative and driven brains yeah. that I can imagine. Yeah. So you didn't really have a hope. Oh, no. <laughs> Are your siblings like this too? Um, my brother once told me about this method that he researched and that he was trying where, I forget what it was called, you have to focus on something for 20 minutes oh, and you God. cannot do a single other thing. Wow. For so, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. 
So, maybe. Maybe they're like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 20 minutes. Could you do something for 20 minutes? Probably. If yeah. I, But it would take so much concentration that I would so find good. that more distracting. Right. Having to concentrate. But like, if do you I do meditation or anything like I've that? I've tried. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I think for me... You don't even have time for that question. Let's move on. I think that I love... I love... I love being productive. Yeah. It's the thing that satisfies me the most. And I don't know if that's sad or like some sort of sick disease. But... When I can get into a groove mm-hmm. and complete a big task, mm-hmm. it's the greatest feeling for me. And it keeps me going. Yeah. So, like, this morning, I finished a really big task. And I feel, like, amazing. Oh, I have to find every photo that is in my fine art collection. Yeah. In high resolution, which is, like, you know, dating back to, like, 2012. Right. And where are those hard drives? Oh and my God. are they retouched? And did I save a high res version? I don't like, uh, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't thinking at the time. Someday I'll need all of right, this right, to right. be in one place, and my organizational system was like a disaster. So, I found them all finally. That's a I good finished feeling. the last few this morning and put them all in one big folder, so now they can be printed. It's not as satisfying as the paper. No. Like when I clean up my computer, I'm like, ah, duh, ah yeah. it's not really. No. I mean, this isn't really cleaning. It's like gathering. Yeah. Because I have a box of old hard drives. Right. And I have to like go yeah. through each one and find the shoot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, when did I shoot Iggy Pop? Was that like 2012? Yeah, that's on my list too. When did I shoot Iggy Pop? <laughs> <laughs> but I had to find the picture of him yeah. that I shot from back then and then put it in the cl- Anyway. Do you feel like you've got... Because I feel like you have a science brain, yeah. art brain. I like, think so. I think photographers do because there's a technical aspect that yeah. you must love. Like, a, I feel photography is science and art coming together. Because you have to know, you know, um, settings, but yeah. you also have to have empathy for your subject. I think I I learned the least possible to get by right. about settings. Right. Like, I can go up to another photographer and be like, what's your F story? <laughs> The fact that you can throw f stop yeah, around, right? I could just say, like, oh, I have a 35mm lens. You know, like, yeah, that kind I of... mean, if you're selling it like that, it might be a giveaway when yeah. you're like talking from the side of your mouth. Yeah, just like, but... hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> totally I, know about, I know about shutter speed. <laughs> but, you know, when someone starts saying things like, oh, this, blah, blah, and then so many numbers, yeah. I shut up. Shut I up. shut off. Completely. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't, like, I don't use a light meter. I just guess. Right. But you've trained, like, your eyes, your My eyes system. work. I mean, yeah. I think that I can figure it out. Usually it takes me, like, a few minutes longer because mm-hmm. I'm not doing it the, like, the standard way. I have assistants who use light meters and they laugh at me. Right. But they have it, yeah. so they can figure that out if they if they want to. Yeah. If it's important to them yeah. that it is that way, then that's fine. Yeah, it feels like you've got a very... I like guessing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the joy of photography, too, right? That uh, you... Don't get it perfect every time. Otherwise, be like, well, that's the end of that shoot yeah. and we're done. And I, I, I do strongly believe that people can learn the technical side of things, but you can't learn the feelings. Yeah. And I feel like you have that in spades. Like, watching, I know you're a fan of Anne Leibovitz as well, but like, that to me was one of the first photographers that I was like, oh, that's, that's a heart. Yeah. And yeah, I feel yeah. like you have that too because oh. maybe your upbringing, like, the upbringing of being on sets and seeing actors 
you know, connect and come up with uh, false emotions, not false emotions in the sense of like making, faking it, but like imagination. Yeah, yeah, telling stories. Yeah. I mean, I do you think you got that from there? Maybe. Where do you think? Because I feel like you have such empathy with your photos, even like. There was something that I saw that was like commercial corporate stuff and it was like the even most stuff? Maybe. It was a commercial but even that I was like, that's really lovely. Like it just had an element of heart to it. Was it my pregnancy test commercial? It was that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know what it was. I did a really I, I love I directed a pregnancy test commercial for first response and I thought it was really emotional. I cry when I watch it. Yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is weird. Because I directed it, and I still cry when I watch it. Well, do you, do you think you do have, like, empathy from I don't know. I don't know if that? it's... I mean, I don't know if it's from watching the work and yeah. being on set, but certainly from having empathetic parents. Yeah. And from just being surrounded by love and kindness growing up. Yeah. And always feeling that support, and never feeling like I had to fight for... I never felt like I had to fight to do art. Right, which is like, so many people have yeah, to do that. So many and convince their so parents, their family that exactly. Yeah, I mean, I went to school for fashion design. My parents were all over it. Yeah, when I switched gears, they were all over it, and they're they've never not been totally supportive. It's almost like if you'd gone into accounting, they'd been like, "Think about this, sweetheart." Well, like, they, <laughs> they would. We would. They wouldn't have understood it. Yeah, like yeah. nobody in my immediate family has ever had a day job like that. Yeah. Everybody no, has been an artist. artist. So like in your your immediate family but on the outskirts yeah. too. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean my It's uncle, the sad story of an accountant that didn't have his family believe in him, so he had to do a life of an, in the theater or something. So sad. <laughs> All sad. I wanna do is crunch numbers. Said nobody. <laughs> no, no but there are they're called our accountants. I know. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying sorry, your uncle said Um like my uncle was a teacher, right? But an art teacher, yeah. So he had to go to work, but he's also an artist. Yeah, I mean, he is also an artist, and now he's retired from teaching. But he is an artist. I mean, there's creativity everywhere. For sure, accountants will also say that sure they, have they creativity can as well. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I think there's creative. There, there are ways to be creative in whatever you're doing. Yeah, like my husband is a lawyer, but he has to write yeah. a lot yeah. of legal stuff, and he can do that with, you know a degree of creativity and make it read more interestingly than as if it were a textbook. Yeah. Even writing a textbook, you can make that seem interesting too. Yeah. In an artistic way. So even if you're not creating visual art or acting, there are so many ways to bring art into what you're doing if that is appealing to you. Right. It doesn't have to be. And was that always your vision? Like, I feel having parents that are just like, go for it, probably never made you falter. Or was there ever a time that you're like, oh... Fashion, photography, maybe I should be doing something. I have said I want to quit and be a mailman 150,000 times. I said dentist. Dentist, oh no, I can't. No, it's not really. It's a dental hygiene. It's like Uh, an assistant that passes the door. (laughs) Uh, But mailman, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's some days when I'm at the end of my rope and I've just been pushing and pushing and pushing and hustling and getting nothing in return and having no signs from the universe that I should still be doing this. Mm. I say, I wish I had a job that made sense, that I could predict, that I could, you know, work hard, but doing something that I understand. Yeah. And that understands me and that the world understands. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
you wouldn't be satisfied being a mailman because you've got a creative heart that wouldn't be recognized. But I understand the element of, um, I, why, I don't want it to be hard anymore. But yeah. do you think it'll, like, has it ever, have you ever hit a point there like, I got this? No. No. So, like, this is, I'm exactly in the same brain of, like, where along the lines did I think it was ever going to be easy? Yeah. I mean, and why don't we just enjoy the struggle of it? Exactly. And so I think that, you know, for the longest time, I've been like, okay, I just have to get to that, like, breakthrough point. Right. Where I break through, and then all of a sudden all the jobs come. Yeah. And I have to hustle so much less, and it just gets easier because people are excited to hire me instead of me feeling like I have to knock down doors right. and, like, get them to look at me and... And I don't know that that will ever happen. But it's happening more. But it's not. Like, <laughs> 10 years ago, um, like, you're going to L.A. on Monday. 10 years ago, were you flying to L.A.? I don't know. What year is it? <laughs> yeah. I just think, like, we have to recognize the victory that it is getting <clears throat> easier, but the hustle is real. The hustle is real. constant. What was the... You said there was like times when you've thought about being a male and what were those breaking points for you? I mean, I've just, like, I've gone, you know, I've gone to New York for meetings yeah. for probably 10 years at this point. Right. When you walk into a meeting with so-and-so at whatever big magazine and you're at Condé Nast and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I feel like such a big deal. And then you flip through your iPad and they go, oh, 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 oh. Great. So we'll keep you in touch and we'll keep you in, you know, let us know yeah. if you have anything. And we'll just keep uh, keep you in mind. And then you never Thank hear from you. them again. Yeah. And doing that for 10 years yeah. is discouraging. Yeah. It is discouraging. So what do you do? How do you pick yourself up? I literally lay in bed. I was lying in bed, like, crying and saying, I qu- I'm quitting. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. I can't keep putting myself out there when the only people who are getting hired are like young, hot actors who now decided that they're photographers. Right. And then I said, I need a sign from the universe to tell me that I shouldn't quit. Mm-hmm. And then about a couple days later, I was sitting with my phone and got an email. I was on the toilet. <laughs> Details. I mean, thank you. Sure. Maybe we're thanks for the edit. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. No, we're with you. You've okay. painted the picture. <laughs> I was checking my email and I got an email from my agent that was, she's the first line was, "This is big." And I read the email and I just stood up and I couldn't breathe and I was sort of looking around and nobody was home. And I was like telling my cats, I was like, "This is, this could be big." And so that was maybe two weeks ago. Right. And now I'm leaving on Monday to go and do this big job, but leading up to it, this whole week and a half or two weeks, I've been waiting for something to right. go wrong. I've been waiting for it to fall apart. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Because every, you know... In the Just kidding. We made another Caitlin Cronenberg. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God, no, actually, and you know, someone in the email, she was like, oh, I met Caitlin at this dinner, and I wrote to my agent, I was like, I didn't, I wasn't at that dinner. Like, do you think that they're wrong? Like, do you think oh, that this God. is somebody else? Or, like, yeah. could they have possibly gotten this wrong? And then in a following email, she sent reference images that were my pictures. And I was like, okay, she probably knows it's me because I took those pictures right. and that's my name. So step one, 
step on it. Then I was like, oh, well, the talent's going to cancel. The location's going to fall through. Like, I I just, I can't get excited until it's done. Yeah. Until I I see it. I have time for this. I feel awful and I'm so grateful. This is fun. Whoa. It's nice. It's a nice talk. So you so you open up to the universe a little bit and said, "Just give me a sign." Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, I read with um, endings the book that you did. Yeah. You sent five thousand emails to get. Oh yeah. Because I think people's perspective is so different from our actualities. Absolutely. So. And that's fun. Which is, I mean, it's part of it, it's right? Part like of we it. can't constantly. Like, what are we gonna do? Cry on on social media? Yeah. Like I'm just not gonna do that. No, of course. But we have ups and downs. Oh yeah. So. Was there a lesson that you learned from that that email from that moment? Not yet, because because <laughs> you haven't had the foot shoot because it hasn't happened right. yet. So I will not believe that this right. was the sign right. until it's done. But you know, if it works the way I hope it does, it will be a great stepping stone. Right. I don't think that as artists you could ever say, "I've reached where I want to reach. I've accomplished all I've set out to accomplish," because I mean that would be great. Right. But I will never say this is the highlight of my career. I will say this was a great moment that helped me get further and, you know, work more. Right. Like my goal is to work more. <laughs> right. I mean, is there a bigger goal? Like, do you have the vision of what a goal is? I mean, not, I think it's hard because they're not specific goals. Right. I can say I want to shoot more of this kind of shoot or I want to shoot more with this kind of person right? or for this kind of brand or company or, you know, things like that. But, like, the career is always in flux. There's never yeah. an end. And as a person with, like, anxiety and OCD, that's hard right. to imagine. I will never be done. You can't cross this off the list. However... It's funny. I, f- I feel like it's a paradox because I I love control. I love having control over things that yeah. I can control. Like, Hence photography. But no. Well, but like way more controlling than directing. Yes, although that's, that's the next. Anyway. So yeah, that's your next journey. Hopefully. Yeah. But I think, you know, I've picked a career that has no stability. Right. It has only unknowns. Every single thing is an unknown. Yeah. Like, when is my next job coming? What is this? Like, when am I going to hear from these people? Am I going to have to pack up and go somewhere tomorrow? I don't know. And I think it's hilarious. I often sit and laugh and think to myself, this is so funny. I could have picked a job where I go somewhere every day. I know that I'm going there. I know how long I'll be there. And then I come home. And that's right. But you didn't. But I didn't. So it's a funny two sides of... So why do, I, why do you think that this is the world you chose? Cause I don't think I had a choice. Because of your upbringing? I think just because of... It, it's just in me. I can't help it. I just... Yeah. I have to create it. It has to right. be. I have it inside of me and it has to come out somehow. Yeah. So I think that I wouldn't have been able to do that kind of job well either. Yeah. Because I would have needed to be doing this. Yeah, like, is have you ever de- denied creativity? No. Like, I feel like some people have to, and I think that's worse. Yeah. Like, when I see people going, like, I wish I could do this creative thing, but I, I can't, yeah. quote-unquote, because uh, financial reasons yeah. or life reasons, and if they don't, they get, it's... Uh, it's rots away. Yeah. Your insides. Yeah. 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 And that's why I think, as artists, 
when we have something that's in us that's that passionate, it's like that intense, we have to let it out. Yeah. Because otherwise it just sits in your As you system. said, it rots. It like rots it's, you away. And you see that. Like, you see it when I talk to people when they're like, you know, they have a, jo- a job they like, but it's not their passion. Yeah. And you see them sort of like, Ugh. Yeah, you want to get to the other side. Yeah. So that you can have your passion. Was there, um, was there anything in your life so far that you felt was like a pinnacle of sorts? Well, it's interesting. When, uh, when I shot Drake. Heard of him. Uh, you know, he's a young. He's got a hotel downtown Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. Go on. (laughs) When I shot Drake, I assumed that that would be the thing that would open all the doors. Yeah. That would break down all the barriers. Of course you should think that. Yes. Because I said, well, this is the biggest thing I've ever done so far. It was at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest production, the most crew, the most days, the most, you know, the most... Instagram followers, yeah. the biggest name, you know. The it big... should have been a, a game changer. Yeah, and I, I finished, and the album came out, and people got really excited. I got a lot of requests for interviews. Was he really sitting on the same tower? Blah, blah, blah. And then nothing happened after that. And I said to my agent, can you send this around? Like, send it to all the magazines. Right. Can and you he... put it on social media? And they what? did. Yeah. And then nothing happened. And, you know, I continued to get regular work, like the work that I was getting before, but Uh nothing different, nothing bigger. And I sort of said, oh, I really thought that this was going to be the thing that would have people, like, knocking down doors to get to me, and and I would never have another day that I wasn't working, and people would be constantly calling me. Vogue would want me, and all, you know, and it didn't happen. just did not happen. Why do you think that was? I have no idea. So... Yeah, you would think. So yeah. how did you recover from that? Dis- like, it's it's one thing being disappo- <laughs> disappointed from not getting a gig, and then it's one thing getting that gig and not being the thing you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think I probably just assumed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I was still so happy to do it. Sure. I'm so proud of it. I'm happy to show it. I'm happy to have it in my portfolio. Still, when I go to meetings, it's in my portfolio, and people say, oh, I didn't know you shot that. Yeah. And I say, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. So it's never a bad thing yeah. to have done something like that. I'm so happy that it came when it did. I'm so happy that I got to do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I've, I, you know, when the hype died down and I had to realize that this wasn't going to be this big game changer for me. Yeah. It, you know, it was a little bit hard, but it's also motivating. In a that's very sad way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it though. That'd be motivating in a because you just pick yourself to, up. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like who who taught you that? Pick yourself up. Like where did you what did where did you learn that from? I don't know. Experience. Like, just yeah, like, but did as a kid were you like like what kind of kid were you? I was a very shy kid. Yeah. Super shy. Bullied. Awkward. Right. Yeah. And so maybe that that's where it kind of comes from. It's like, like resilience. Keep going. Just a little bit of resilience. Yeah. Like you'll find, I think the lesson in growing up was you'll find your people. Right. You'll find where you belong. And who were those people when you found them when you were a kid? Other weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Other weirdos yeah. who I'm still friends with now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it took a minute. It took a minute to find them and realize, like, I think it's it's hard to embrace 
who you are when you're when you think that that's not who you're supposed to be as a young person. Right, because we have this vision of like what <laughs> like media is telling us we yeah. want to be. Yeah. And I think it's actually getting a little bit better now because now nerds are cool again. Yeah. You know, now, you know, sports are still cool, but nerds are also cool. Yeah. And, and there's a diverse like body image exactly. that's still cool. You can, and... you can be any shape and size, yeah. you can be any color, you can be any age, and there are cool people representing that thing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find what you are, you can find it now and you can find it more easily. I know social media is also, you know, it can be devastating to people because you're seeing only people's best lives right. and but in another way, you're also seeing, you're, you're more able to find people like you if yeah. you want to use it for that reason. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's something Your that's, people very, are out there. that's very powerful because when I was a kid, I didn't know that there were other people like me. Right. I didn't know that there were other really shy people who just thought it was cool to like make a paper cat out of paper oh. and... We would have been <laughs> such good friends. And stick oh my balls God. to it. And then everyone called me Catlin. Because I made a paper cat, but they didn't mean it in a cool nice way. Nice way? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, God. Kids are, are so mean. Kids are so mean. But who did you think you were supposed to be when you are that age? Like, if you were making... If you were Catelyn in kindergarten, yeah. who did you think you were supposed to be? I never thought I was supposed to be anybody else. I didn't... You I, were okay? Like, were you adjusting or were you okay in those, that skin? I was okay. I just... That's your folks. Yeah. I, I was not... I would, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Yeah. I had my one best friend who was still my best friend. We've wow. been be- best friends since we were two years old. And she never went to my school. So we were always, I always just had her. Yeah. We were always just yeah. like homies. Yeah. Um, but we didn't go to the same school. We would just see each other on the weekends or after school and like we were each other's rocks. Yeah. And we still are. But at school, I didn't have a lot of like minded, you know, people were just more into. I don't know what are kids into just like oh, being I don't know. pretty and makeup and sh- I don't know but shoes. then it changes like the next day it's like wearing red is cool and I'm like oh yeah. I'm gonna anything red exactly like, it's exactly just so like there were the cool so there were the cool girls yeah and they weren't interested in me and I said okay that's fine you didn't try there like what was where did you ever like I tried I was I remember going like I gotta fit in I gotta f-, and then it just failed miserably yeah you can't learn, you can't teach that kind of lesson. You have I'm to learn sure it. I tried at yeah. some point. I'm sure I mean, there's I tried. pictures of me in like preppy outfits that I'm like, oh man, that's not you, sneakers. I'm sure so I tried, sad. but at a certain point, I think I also said, whatever. Right. Like, this is not where I need to be. Yeah. It's not who I am. And I, I, I'm not going to bother trying. How do you feel now, like as an adult? Do you feel like you're okay in your in your weirdness? Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Because I have my people. Right. I There are so many other weirdos who I love and who love me and we support each other. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know, I don't, I don't care what people think of me in yeah, a I way. I get that from you. Like, I get that you're very, in a positive way, like I feel like, I, I don't know how to not care, but... Um, Maybe it's different as an actress versus like a photographer, but how do you get to the point that you're like, you know what, this is just me? I think it's just because I'm too focused and busy to worry about it. Yeah. And it's a gift to be able to go through life and 
not worry about it. Yeah. I like if something yeah. if someone thinks something very negative about me and puts it into the world. Yeah. That affects me, of does course. It? Like if it's about my art or if someone says something but does hurtful. It? Like, oh, yeah. Because it's really just that like I kind of go, "Oh, you're just Like if someone not saw me the same walking language. down the street like this." Okay, first of all, that was my favorite shirt in the 80s. Right. So, like, I would be like, she's a dreamboat. But, like, you know, I will go out in my sweatpants sure. if I have to. Yeah. If, you know, it's just, if that's not important to me. If someone saw me and was like, you look like a swamp monster, I'd be like, you're damn right I do. Right. Thank you very doesn't much. Ma- like, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, no makeup, dirty hair, sweatpants, ug- like, ugg boots. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care about that. Right. But it's your art. If someone said, you know, you know, people have said mean things in the past that yeah. are hurtful because of how untrue they are. And those are the things that affect me. Like what? Like, like I self-published my first book. Your posers. My po- Yeah, poser. And people wrote about it on like a blog, like blog comments. And they yeah. were like, well, I could put out a book too if my dad gave me the right. money to do it. And that kind of thing hurts me. Yeah. Because... I know how hard I worked. I know how I used my entire life savings to put that book out. Yeah. And how I didn't ask for money from anybody. And so stuff stuff like that affects me more than... Yeah, because you have to people, doubly prove yourself. That's the thing. And people it's, think it's yeah. easier for someone who has... I think it's harder. I, I think, think it's like, harder like from being on the inside. Because not only do you have to put out good art... But you also have to deal with people saying that you only got to where you are because of nepotism. Right. And when I know that, certainly having a recognizable name will get people's attention. Mm-hmm. But then you have to work even harder to say, but I'm also good yeah. in my own right. And I'm not asking for you to just open this door for me because of my name. I'm asking you to give me a chance because I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I mean, it might open a door, but it's not going to leave the door open. Exactly. And yeah. and I think that's fair. That is insulting, though. It, like, I get that feeling. It is it is insulting because, it, especially when I know how hard I'm working and my parents know how hard I'm working. Like yeah. That kind of thing makes it even harder. The people around me know, but, yeah. like, Joe, anybody But then it's her, out there, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, when I, I... I find negative comments on Instagram pretty laughable because it's not usually anything that makes sense like it's calling me names and I'm like oh come on and so I don't even it doesn't even register for me yeah but something like that it feels like it's out in the ether yeah and you just go don't why would you spin that kind of negativity like you're a very positive person why don't you choose that yeah yeah when do you get your positivity challenged um anytime I encounter a situation that is unnecessarily negative. Like what? Don't know. Hmm. Good question. Yeah. It's a stumper. Let's think stumper. <laughs> like if people are being, I mean, there are there are people that enjoy negativity, and yeah. they like. I have some friends that are uh, that's their sense of humor too, right. and I I find it really taxing. Like I don't find it easy to be fun. Yeah. When I'm just constantly like volleying back negativity. Yeah. I mean, so. I've, I've cut people out of my life for being just dark clouds. Yeah. And I don't have the energy for it because yeah. I'm putting, I'm trying to put my energy into creating things and yeah. doing good work and making a, a small human be a, you yeah. know, a, a great member of society. And I, I don't have the energy to deal with <clears throat> nonsense yeah. and bullshit. When he came along, did you, I mean, I know you must have changed drastically, but what, what were the changes that you saw in yourself? I think the understanding that you are 
responsible for keeping a human alive puts things into perspective like nothing else. Like, without my existence, this human would not be alive. Yeah. That is a lot of pressure. Um, and so it, the thing that I found the most is that it makes you forget about or care less about all the bullshit mm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need friend drama. Like, no. I'm in my 30s. Like, I don't need that anymore. Did you ever? I didn't ever need it, but I would play into it right. more when I was, you know, in my yeah, 20s. Like, what's happening with her and both? Yeah, or yeah. like, if someone wanted to, like, get into a fight about this or, like, yeah. people talking behind people's backs. I'm like, I don't, oh, I don't have time. any time for this anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just getting older and being busy with work or also having a kid. And, you know, I, I think had that's a, having a passion, though. Yeah. You dive into your work. So, like, if yeah. something like negativity on social media happens, dive in. Yeah. If somebody's got drama, dive in. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? Like, what's the thing that's lacking from your balance right now? Like, I, when you wake up and you're like, I gotta do this more. This is a change I need to make. God, that's a good question. I don't know. I just, I think... Maybe you're perfect. Maybe I no. should bring it up. <laughs> no, no. It's not that I have a perfect balance at all. It's that I I feel like, you know, a duck? You know the thing about the duck? I mean, tell me more, because I do know ducks. <laughs> like, on the surface, uh-huh. they're just floating. Right. And then underneath, their legs are oh, going like this. I try to never keep heard that, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel all the time. Right. And people say to me oh, wow, you're doing it all, and you travel so much, and you have your kid, and you're doing this. I'm like, well, I have full-time help right now. Yeah. I have a husband who is very hands-on. Yeah. I have backup with my dad living close by. I I could not do life without that team of people. Yeah. There's just no way. Um, like, if I didn't have someone around to be able to take Wolf to school on days that I'm working, I yeah. couldn't work. No. And so it's not easy. It, nothing about it is easy. Yeah. I don't have the right balance because I still travel, you know, a lot. And it's hard because I miss him and he doesn't quite understand. And we FaceTime and he's like, are you coming home right now? And I'm right. like, oh, how oh. do I tell him I'm not coming home for like three more sleeps? But he doesn't under- understand time. He so you does can be like, now, oh, though, because it sleeps, right? Like he counts the sleeps. Right. So why... But you can't say like, I'm home with six bananas. Right. And then, then just keep it on the down low. He's just like, I don't know, now it's five bananas. Like, <laughs> but he, you know, one, yeah. he, I was coming home like a Friday night. So we told him it was like three sleeps and then he woke up Friday morning and he's like, where's mama? Because it was, the, uh, he didn't get that. It was like the night. The evening. So uh-huh. it's stuff like that yeah. that really gets to your heart a lot. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Um, I mean, but I still don't travel as much as some women who are yeah. like actors and working all over the world with older kids who are in school and you can't take them with you. Like I look at these women, I'm like, you are inspirational. And if, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have my career continue down a busy path and take me in the direction of bigger projects, which I do hope happens, yeah, it will be all about striking that balance of how do I, how am I not away from my family for that long, yeah. but how am I still able to like create the work that I want to create? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know the answer. I mean, that it challenges the the fluidity of your creativity yeah right because if you're if you go i'm gonna have to stop then you kind of go now what do i do yeah 
And have you ever felt that bit, that feeling of like your creativity stunted for any reason, whether it was... Not yet. Not yet. Even when you were pregnant, did you have to slow down at all? I didn't. No. Yeah. I traveled a lot. I shot a lot. Yeah. Um, like I did so many shoots for the book. I went to London. Right. Um, I, I worked right up until a week before. Yeah. I was shooting Tara Spencer and Aaron. Right. A week before I had Wolf. Um, for a Christmas special for Hello Magazine. <laughs> right, yeah. So there's no... You wouldn't have it any other way, though. No, I wouldn't. And I was so lucky that I wasn't sick. Yeah. You know, I felt nauseous and tired. Right. But I think that work is a great distraction as well. Right. And for my mental health, work is the most important thing. Yeah. Because if I have too much time to think, it gets dark. Yeah. Where do you go? Where's your What journey do you go on? Uh, just, you know, I, I just head towards depression. I lost my mom um, yeah. last year or two years ago, a year and a half ago. So it's hard. It's a hard thing to sit alone with my thoughts and think about what my life would have been like if that didn't happen. Yeah. You can go crazy. You can drive yourself crazy. Yeah. And so I, I like to stay busy. I've always liked to stay busy, but even more so now, um, I think it's, important for certain personalities to have that have something going on mm-hmm. and it really does help me do you do anything that's um like day-to-day honoring your mom like do you notice things that you do that are like oh that's a that's a mom i mean everything yeah just my existence as, yeah as a mom yeah. yeah yeah because i'm trying to be the kind of mom that she was mm-hmm. it's hard because you know i i was able to ask her a lot of questions about babies oh that's amazing but I was not we didn't get to toddlers Toddlers, yeah and so like I want to ask her like were you this tired and irritated with me yeah when I was three (laughs) like was I this defiant was I this resistant was I this stubborn and like I you know my dad has answers but they're not it's a dad answer they're not a mom answer so there are certainly questions that I would have liked to be able to ask about each stage of raising a child yeah we did the baby stage together which was great because that's the most sleep deprived you know it's it's yeah it's the newest so obviously you have the most questions when it's right off the bat but right now I'm like yeah right because I also want to know like because I in my mind she was always the greatest mom right so I would like to know if she found it this difficult so that I can say okay well he'll still think I'm a great mom even though yeah. it was this difficult yeah and did you feel like a great mom yeah when you exactly were those kinds going of questions I mean I did ask my dad and he said that it was hard yeah when we were this young so yeah. I hope that that's the answer um, but I think that you know I, I can't let myself go deep on that thought I get it I get it it's a it's a balance my mom has dementia so it's a weird like where I like I honor and then I can't dive too deep because it's you know it's overwhelming and but then everything like I'm interviewing Jan Arden coming up right the best and that is such she my mom adores her music like we still play her CD for my mom in the home and stuff like that so it's like you want to celebrate you want to recognize the gifts that your mom gave you and then you also go like but I can't go too deep on that so and so as you as you advance with your art, what do you feel is the next, like, big, do you have a big goal? I know you said you just want to keep working and doing more. I mean, a lot of it... But if somebody gave you, like, an envelope and said, 
this is the thing, this is big, what would be inside the envelope? I, you know, for as much as I have been fighting uh, the feeling of wanting to be in film, I think that that's something that I'm now ready to explore. Your, the short with Melanie is beautiful. I mean, she's beautiful, but just, that's an exquisite take on, uh, like, as a partner to the book. Uh, it's really beautiful. Thank you. And and there's jokes in it, which yeah. I really love. Like, I think in every darkness, there's a level of light and vice versa. I think so. And yeah. it, you need that. So I think that that is something that I'm interested in exploring. It is early days, and yeah. it's one of, you know, obviously one of the hardest industries to be successful in. Yeah. And it's very competitive, and there's so many people trying to make art in that world, and... I'm just in awe of everybody doing it, mm-hmm. and I think that it feels like the right moment, you know, now that the book is completed, mm-hmm. because that was seven years of seven years of focusing on one project, yeah. and now saying, okay, that's done, I now have this to show people, and now I would like to move forward from there and create something different. Yeah. I never want to stop shooting, photography, like doing photography, yeah. because that's my first love. I'll never... I'll never think that there isn't power in a singular image. Yeah. And I I love that. I love exploring that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I do feel like... I do feel like I have more stories to tell. Yeah. And I'm excited to I'm try excited. to do it. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your stories. I think you're such an interesting brain. And oh, thanks. The endings book is so beautiful and uh, unique in that story. Uh, it was. It's a real... It's a real piece of work. Oh, You're a real piece of work. Oh, thanks. So in working towards directing, are you interested in doing like TV stuff or your own stuff? Both. Everything. Yeah. You know, I think it's starting out and not having um, like the same amount of experience. You know, I have experience directing yeah. because I've directed actors, but I'm shooting them with a still camera. So yeah. it's different. But that does translate, and it gives me a different point of view. Yeah. So I think that that's an interesting place to approach it from. So I am looking forward to seeing like what projects make sense with that and who's kind of interested in taking that on with mm-hmm. me. Do you ever find yourself shooting? I was thinking about your endings book, and I was like, do you ever find yourself watching your your subjects and thinking, oh, you're not quite... I gotta, like, I just want to adjust your face or something, because you can... You can you can feel how you're explaining, or you can yeah. feel what they need to do. I, they have got there. It's funny because I make the face yeah, that course. I want them to yeah. be making while I'm shooting. Yeah, and it's like if I want them to like relax their mouth, then I relax my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will direct during that time, even though I don't want to get too in their faces. Um, but I I think so. I had I had a teacher in fashion school who's like a crazy artist, and she told me once that I have a perfect eye. And that's a balance. Which one? Uh, yeah, it's a left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's that, it's a balance thing. Like, I know it, it's probably all related to, like, perfectionism and OCD as well, that I know when a picture is off. Yeah. I, I can, yeah, you can feel I it. I can feel it and uh-huh. I can see it. So I think that there's something in there that I put into my photos and that I, you know, if I'm selecting a frame... I I will move it by two pixels. Yeah. And then it's perfect. So, whereas when I shoot, I shoot very freely. Um, and I don't always have control of my subject. And I like to just shoot and shoot and shoot. But when I'm actually creating 
my images when I'm looking at a still. It's a very specific kind of framing yeah. that I'm looking for. And I think that'll be really fun in yeah. film. I'm so excited for your, oh, everybody <laughs> to see what you are going to come up with. Well, how do you, how do you um, manage your OCD stuff? Um, well, it's, I don't know that I have an official... Right, but you can feel like there's a level of like... It could just be 2019 and we all have a level of OCD. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be the case. But I certainly like things to be in order. Yeah. A certain way, I do. But when it can't be... Like, let's say you have something really important to do and your brain is like swimming with your lists and your things. How do you compartmentalize? I don't. Yeah. Full on okay. breakdown. I just hope you had the answer <laughs> no. for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, wish. I find it so if you know, Okay, we're going to have to keep in touch. <laughs> I don't know. I Like, I find it so hard to memorize lines when I'm busy. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many different things going on. So I don't know how to... Turn, put, just put that in a drawer for a little I bit. I can't do it. I don't know. No. It's like I can distract myself with something else-ish, but it's still there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's meditation. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> we'll give that a try. Uh, okay, I want to wrap up because you just, just... I'm so looking forward to like the stories that you're going to tell, though. I'm I think really excited. You're, yeah. A lot of them are personal so far. We're going to see how that goes. Yeah, but like, that's how we're supposed to do it. Because if you're not taking telling personal stories, then... Like, what was the point of doing all that stupid shit that I did my whole life? Right? Like I'm not now going right? to share with the world. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I'm excited to hear your stories and how you're going to convey them. And I just, I love seeing how you've worked with, like, all the pages and endings is just beautiful. It made me weep. Oh, like, I don't think a you. photography book. Maybe, um, you know what I used to love is, uh, is it W.E. Smith? Do you know the photographer? He used to do, like, National Geographic I probably would essays. know if I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. But his photos, like, made me want to be a photographer. Oh, amazing. Did you ever do have a dark room? Yeah. I had a Do you miss room. that? Oh, I loved the dark room. Yeah, I used room. to have a dark room, yeah. too. I had it in my parents' basement for a while. I had one in high school. Yeah. And I would just, like, skip full days of me school too. and stay in there and then come out in, like, a like chemical haze yeah. with the red light. You're just like, where am I? Yeah. That was the Do you miss that? Do you I miss do. that process? I do. There's something so magical it's of, like... It's so satisfying. To it's get it right. It's so time consuming. It's so time consuming yeah. and so expensive. Yeah. That's really the, the hardest thing is that if you're not set up to do it and that's not what you're doing. Yeah. And like, I mean, the, the way that deadlines are now, yeah. there's just no way. But, you know, the dream someday. I mean, really? Would you go back now. and have, it's just too, you're too impatient. Although I was at Toronto Imageworks, um, getting some stuff printed and framed and I walked past where they were processing all the film and I like breathed in yeah. really deep oh, and I was I like, know. well, that's familiar. Just hanging the pictures up. home. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's pretty special when you see and smell that like film processing solution and all. I mean, it's things. taken off a couple of months from our life. Oh, Having sure. our fingers in that, but yeah. it was satisfying. Cool. <laughs> I use tongs. Yeah, okay, you're winking at me. <laughs> um, what, uh, I want to wrap it up by asking you what your you're jazzed about these days like any music or books or films or a series that you're like really inspired by you don't watch tv you don't have time i sure do okay but you watch um like americans america's idol i watch that when i need to unwind yeah and have a good cry apparently um I'm excited for it. You know, like, I love Sharp Objects. I love Big Little Lies. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited about I love that. Babylon Berlin. Did you ever watch that? I haven't it's seen Netflix, that. Netflix, but it's German. And it's fantastic. And I couldn't get enough. Yeah. I would strongly recommend that. Okay, that's a good one. Um, 
you know, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the Oscar-nominated films this year because it's been a really busy year, and I wasn't quite as excited as I have no, been in No, me neither. Years. There wasn't, I was like, even, no. even um, Lady Gaga's, I was just, <laughs> didn't I was like, like I, didn't like I like the song. Yeah, it's a good music song. was good. Yeah, sure. But I didn't love the, the film, and I don't know. The books, I don't have a lot of book yeah. reading time. I'm reading a potty training book. <laughs> I'm really inspired by this potty training yeah. book. I've been reading a lot of scripts. Yeah? Yeah. To see if you're inspired to direct anything? Yeah. <clears throat> so far. And are they features? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just reading that kind of stuff. I Do you have that brain? Oh, yeah. I have books, but... Yeah, no, you don't need to brag about it. That's I don't, cool. No, I haven't read any of those books. <laughs> They're all, like, uncracked. Yeah, no, I haven't read any of them. Um, so, yeah, no, not... <laughs> I know, because if you read a book, then you're like, I could be reading that script. Yeah. I know. It's hard. I read on vacation. So what's a vacation look like to you? Oh, we, like, family lives the Cayman Islands. Yeah, and then do you shut down? Yeah, yeah. yeah are you at click? I can do are it if on... I'm away. Yeah. I can't do it if I'm here. Well, like, in your office? Like, no, in just, Toronto? No, even just at home. Oh, yeah, okay. even just in, in the city. You can't do, like, a staycation? No. No, I get no. it. But if we're away... I can definitely get into that because yeah. everything in your life is different. All of yeah. a sudden, your schedule, your location, your food that you're eating, your clothes, everything is different. Yeah. So it's much easier to and shut off. Read. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. And also, we have a little cabin, and then when I'm there, it's like, yeah. I just chop wood, and yeah. it's so great. That's the best. Um, what's, uh, what I always try to wrap up with any advice you would have given yourself as a younger Caitlin? Um, advice for my younger self? would have probably been care less what people think sooner. Right. But it did happen quite young. Yeah, so but you did care less. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're like, Catelyn, you wish people would be like, ah, who cares, call I mean, me Catelyn. Yeah, I heard a little bit more when I was like in kindergarten. Yeah. But by the time I got into middle school, I think I was pretty much there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've made not mistakes, but just like things that I wouldn't have done. But it's like, it was more like looking back, would I have spent as much time working on this thing if I knew it was not going anywhere? Yeah. That kind of like stuff what? like that. Oh, just like projects that never materialized. Right. Or, but I, but then I say all of those were good experiences yeah. and I can't really say. So I don't have a ton of advice for my old self. Maybe, you know, hug more dogs. I mean, that's just life. Right? That's life. life. Yeah. That's life. No. I think it's sort of the same thing we keep telling ourselves now. Like, yeah, hug, try to hug, hug more, more dogs. dogs. Try to care less. Yeah. Um, keep better list systems. And, yeah. Oh, um, no, I do. I have advice. I would have, oh, yeah, optimized my filing system yeah. for my photos. I mean, that's, Did you just start and think, oh, well, I don't know how long this photography thing's going to No, I always knew I was going to do it, but I just didn't develop a system right. early on. And, and then, like, all of a sudden your computer is full and you're like, oh. Okay, I'll dump all of this onto a hard drive, but I'm not going to organize it. Yeah. And then I did that for like 10 years. Yeah. So that is my advice. It's super boring advice. But for young photographers, it's good advice. That's good advice. To say start, but start young. As start you're all creating, organize your creativity so that you yeah. can access it. Yes. Like it, you Setting, know, if you're writing it's, scripts It's like stuff. building yourself a great base mm-hmm. to set yourself up to go back to what you did when you were starting and, and be inspired by that. There you go. I like that a lot. Nailed it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thank you. <clears throat> I really I wish um, I didn't have a cold, but this is real life, people. It's real life, and I so appreciate I know you're super busy, but it's been a it's treat. Good. I can't uh, I can't wait to see what you do next. Well, thanks. Yeah. Me too.
You and me both. Wasn't she just awesome? I mean, I just, I loved talking with her. And now when I see her, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, we just had this, uh, we shared something really special. This conversation was really, really, really unique for me. So follow Caitlin Cronenberg online, at Kate Cronenberg, because she's got beautiful images. And as I said, they all just resonate with head and heart and spirit and wisdom. This woman is so wise. She could be sitting on the top of a hill, uh, uh, like when she's 90, but she's not 90 and she's living in this cool home and that's how wise she is. Uh, hey, even a few words. I would love to hear what you think of this one. We'd love to hear from you and we always reply, whether it's in Instagram world, Twitter, uh, Gmail, firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com, right away. Our monthly script department readings return in the new year in Los Angeles and we'll be starting readings in Toronto too. So reach out to social media and email us at firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com to get involved and to find out how to submit your scripts. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. You say it three times fast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Got it. Over at our website, firecrackerdepartment.com and then you'll be all in touch for everything that's coming up. We've got new interviews. We've got bonus episodes. We've got upcoming workshops happening in Los Angeles and Toronto. We've got new chapters coming. Boy, there's a lot. And, oh, this is something I'm really excited about too. Starting in January, I'm going to be doing the first Sunday of every month talking to a past episode guest about something that they're really jazzed about. And we're going to bring you in on that. So go to FirecrackerDEPT on Instagram because it's going to be live and I'd love you there. None of this would be possible without my kick-ass Firecracker Department team. They are incredible. Oh my gosh, we're so lucky to have each other. And, uh, and it just got one better, because you're here. Uh, that's AJ Edmonds, Anna Gustafson, Arwen Humphreys, Camille Adams, Chelsea McKenzie, Deanna Moffat, Emily Churchill, Farah Morani, Harmeet Body, Jennifer Rowley, Joe Boland, Jennifer Pogue, Christy Corrales, Laura Lee Macchio, Monique Madrid, Naomi Wright, Rachel Cairns, Rachel Wilson, Sarah Bodin, Sid Nielsen, Veronica Martin, Vicki Breer, and Winnie Wong. That's our core team. I adore these women. I really, really do adore them. We have chapters in Toronto, Los Angeles, and starting one in England. So if you ever want to get involved with us, give us a shout. Firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com. Tell us what you're interested in and how you'd like to get involved. But we do have some great, amazing events coming up in Toronto and Los Angeles in 2020. So you're going to want to keep in touch. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at firecrackerdepartment.com. That's it for me. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time at the Firecracker Department. <laughs>